You're listening to the Best Day Ever podcast with Carly Hartman. This is your go-to spot for practical tips and tricks on how to be an entrepreneur, stay motivated, live life to the fullest, and chase your dreams. If you are ready to live today like it's the best day ever, then let's get started. Here's your host, speaker, educator, entrepreneur, and photographer, Carly Hartman. Hi, everybody. I am so excited for today's episode. But first, you know the drill. If you want to join my monthly membership coaching program to help turn your Instagram into a business, click down below in the show notes to get enrolled in Insta CEO right now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Best Day Ever podcast with your host, me, Carly Hartman. Today is an awesome experience for all of us because I have this amazing woman who I've known for a very long time in real life. I have Amberly with me, and I'm so excited to share her story with you because it is so inspiring, um, and all the things that she's done have been incredible, and I just want her to share it with us. So, Amberly, Hello. Hi, thank you, Carly, for having me on. It's good to see your beautiful face, too. Yours. I'm so excited. Um, so, you guys, this is going to be a powerful interview. So, I just first want to start, Amberly, with your story. If you can just kind of share, um, you know, where you started and where you are now, that'd be awesome. Of course, you can share as long as you want or a short, but just so we can all kind of understand what it is that you do and where you've come yeah. from. Yeah. Well, I've been in the fit health and wellness and fitness industry for 22 years. And um, if you can tell, I didn't, I'm not from, originally from California, but I live out here now, but I'm from Texas and I grew up dancing and an athlete. I was in track and I saved up money and moved out here when I was 18 to pursue my dreams as a dancer. And I was fortunate enough to like travel around the world and um, be in the dance industry. Um, you know, some days were good, got a lot of rejections, but I also got a lot of, got to do a lot of fun things. And then I transitioned into being a personal trainer and my whole life was based around dance and fitness and you know, things were going well. And in the blink of an eye, everything changed when I was hit by an SUV and woke up from a coma and was told that they were going to have to amputate my leg. So to go from being so healthy and my whole livelihood was fitness and passion. And that's was my go-to was running and to wake up and have your world kind of turned upside down and not know whether or not you were, you know, I had a 1% chance of saving my leg and doctors wanted to amputate because it was so severely crushed and my femoral artery severed. And so it took 34 surgeries months in the hospital and it took thousands of hours of excruciating physical therapy and they were able to save it. But I was also diagnosed with a nerve disease. So my biggest challenge has been living with uh, chronic pain because the nerve disease that I have is dubbed the suicide disease. It's called complex regional pain syndrome. And it usually you are diagnosed with it as a result to an injury. Some people have got it from one surgery. Some people have got it from a, you know spraining their ankle. It's most commonly found in women. And so for me, my real journey began when I was diagnosed with this disease because I was told I would be, you know, permanently disabled, 
that I would be, I would live the rest of my life in a wheelchair. Um, and it took me down a dark path, but I, you know, I think so many of us have pain, whether it's emotional pain or it's physical pain. And for so long, my athleticism helped me get through it because I just, you know, sucked it up and cowgirled up, but then sucking it up only got me so far. And I was trying to pretend like everything was okay on the outside, but on the inside, I was just dying inside. Mm. And slowly my world got smaller and smaller. And it wasn't until I really had the acceptance of what it was because I was trying, I was in denial. I did not want to, you know, I did not want to accept that I was going to live the rest of my life like this. But it wasn't until I kind of accepted where I was um, that I was able to take action, that I really, it took all the courage within me to reach out and start talking about it and ask for help because I needed a lot of help. And that's when things began to truly change. And I think that pain has been, it's really been my greatest teacher. And now I'm inspired to, you know, I'm a coach. I wrote a book called True Grit and Grace, Turning Tragedy into Triumph. And my, main, my passion is to give the tools to others who may be going through any kind of adversity or challenge or just may feel a little heavy hearted to give people those tools to overcome those obstacles and thrive despite their challenges. That is huge. Um, all that you just shared is so powerful. And thank you for sharing that. I think that um, what's so amazing is that a lot of people that I interview have had like business obstacles where something had to quit or they were, you know, rejected or whatever. But this is like mm -hmm. a physical thing that you literally had to overcome because it was affecting your body. Um, and so what you've turned it into, you really made it something beautiful um, with your speaking and your book. Thank you really, I mean, you guys, she's going on tour. She's just a really big deal. Oh, so, you're so sweet. <laughs> well, you know, it was, that'd be great. Well, I'm sorry. What did you say? If you want to talk about that as well as what you're just going to say. Um, yeah, well, well, it, what you just said, it brought something up that, yeah, so many of us do struggle with our careers and what do we do? And, you know, for me, um, I was a trainer and, and I not only was it a career and my passion, but I had several trainers that worked for me. So it was it was how we paid our mortgage every month. And all of a sudden I was stuck in a hospital bed and I couldn't work. And so I really had to reinvent myself because not only was I told, you know, well, you'll never be a trainer again. You'll never do these things again. You'll never work again. I had to figure out what I could do with that. And I felt so broken inside but i felt i was broken on the outside and i kind of thought well who who is going to want to train me you know i trained athletes and professional fitness competitors and i was a run leader for nike and um did fitness videos and now all of a sudden i could barely walk yeah. and to my surprise when i went back to the gym my business boomed because people you know, they saw that I, they saw me in the gym in a wheelchair. They saw me in the gym on crutches and they thought, well, if she can do it, I can too. Wow. So I started training again, but 
that transitioned into something else because I realized that I couldn't be on my feet as much as I had hoped that I could. I could, but it was literally killing me at the end of the day. I was no good to my family. Um, I was in so much pain. So that transitioned me into doing the coaching because I can still share my message and teach people tools, but in a different way. And so I still do the personal training and I now I do the coaching and I've been doing that for about four years. But what I love doing is what you said. I've been on tour. I had no idea when I wrote my book, seriously, right. no idea that I would be on tour and the tour would just keep going. And so <laughs> I just got back in town and my husband, you know, like three months after my book published, he was like, okay, I, is it going to slow down now? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's going to slow down. I promise it's going to slow down. And it's just kept going. And it's been so, um, it's been so rewarding. The best thing about it has been meeting people along the way and being able to connect with people who have gone through something similar. You know, look, thank God most people aren't hit by an SUV, but we all do struggle with whether it's a career, a career change or whether, you know, the challenges that we have and how it affects our relationships. Um, because when we are going through something hard or heavy, it doesn't just affect us. It affects the way that we perform right. at work. It affects our relationships. And so being able to share my message and connect with people who have struggled with challenges through with their careers, with their relationships, um, or however their challenges has affected them, that has been so rewarding um, throughout this whole journey. And um, gosh, I think when my book first launched is when I connected with you again. Yeah. That's been a year. It's been like a year ago. Right. I know. And you've just taken off. I mean, you were then. And I'm like, I'm finally back in town. Yes. <laughs> It's so cool. But I mean, your story is just awesome. And we could literally talk for hours about it. But that's why I want to encourage everyone to go stalk you on everything and listen <laughs> to TED Talks and everything you've done. I'm sure it's all on YouTube and everything. So really quick, can you plug yourself so we have all those links and stuff where to go? Yeah, uh, connect with me at amberlylago.com. And also, if you want a little dose of inspiration, I'm on Instagram at amberlylago motivation. You can find my book um, at any local store, or you can get it right off Amazon. Or if you want a signed copy, you can get it right on my website at amberlylago.com. And I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter and uh, Facebook at Amberly Lago Speaker. So yeah, feel free to stalk me, but mostly feel free to reach out because I love connecting with people and I run all my social media. So I am the one messaging you back and seeing your comments. So yeah, please reach out. That's so great. And Amberly, when you went on tour, obviously, like you were saying, you kind of touched on it, but you were not expecting probably to like go like make this into like a new job per se. You were just like wanting to inspire. So aside from meeting people and connecting, which is the biggest thing, what is something that you've learned in this whole experience? Like, wow, it's a lot of work. I have a lot of phone calls. Like, what has it been with that adjustment? Like it's a whole new lifestyle probably. So oh, it was... I, well, first of all, I wasn't prepared because I got the call from NBC saying Megyn Kelly wanted to interview me on the Today Show. So wow. the day that my book published, I was interviewed on the Today Show and I was not prepared for that. I mean, I, you know, you're, you're on TV, 
nationwide and my emails were flooded. Thank goodness. I mean, I was, I'm touched by that. Mm -hmm. And I answered, somebody said, well, did you have like an automated, e automated email? And I was like, no, I emailed each person back myself. Um, but through this whole journey, um, doing the book signings and the speaking and the TEDx talk and conferences and workshops and speaking at doctors clinics and speaking at, you know, the Betty Ford alumni and dress for success and all these amazing opportunities that I've been able to go and travel. What it has taught me more than ever. And it's a big part about in the toolbox of what I teach of PACER is the importance of community because look, I tried to do it on my own and it just, it wasn't possible. And it really reinforced that the importance of community, not just when you're having a hard time, but the importance of a community that I couldn't keep doing what I'm doing if I didn't have an incredible tribe that on days where, you know, behind the scenes, I've had people say, oh, it looks like it's so much fun. And it is fun, but it's work too. And I couldn't do it if I did not have an incredible community of people that were like cheering me on. And, and that community of people that, you know, I, they can lean on me and I can lean on them. And when I started out, I thought, well, if one person, if I can affect one person and give someone hope or give someone the tools to, you know, so if they've been sexually abused, if they have been physically abused, if they have been a single mom, if they have um, gone through a horrible divorce, if they've gone through any kind of a surgery or any kind of transformation that they're struggling with, that they can my story will resonate with them and we can, we can connect in a way that um, we understand each other. It's different when you're reaching out to somebody who has been through something similar to you. Um, there is just that, that bond and that connection and just knowing that we can do it together. Um, I feel like to, you know, on our own, we're strong, but together we're unstoppable. And so just to have a community of people where we can support one another, it, it's powerful. And so that has been the most rewarding thing. And so, yeah, I was not prepared <laughs> at all. And it's just been, you know, sometimes I think on your journey, it's easy to get pulled in different directions and, or get on that hamster wheel of just go, go, go. And I think it's important to pause and focus on your why. Like, what is your purpose? Why are you doing this? And that will not only help you get grounded and reconnect to your purpose, but it will also give you the motivation to keep moving forward. Amen, sister. That's so good. Um, how would you say then, throughout all that you've experienced, do you find like the best in every day? And, you know, I, that's just the title of my podcast. So I like to ask people what that means to them. Um, if it means anything to you, but you seem to be someone who does find the best in every situation and in your day. So a lot of people say, oh, it's thankfulness. It's gratefulness. I have a morning routine, whatever it is. What is your way to like choose to view every day as a gift, you know, in your life? Well, you know what? It's interesting you're asking that because just this past weekend, I had my first time off for Father's Day and I realized that it had been almost a year since I had done any gardening, since I had 
you know, fired up the barbecue and like really cooked and been present for my family. And it was really a reminder that, you know, it's so important that we put ourselves on our to-do list because I can get so caught up and, you know, I wear several hats. I take care of, you know, I'm a mom and a wife and I take care of, you know, I, I coach and I still train clients and that's apart from doing the speaking engagements. The dog in the world. Oh, thank you. Um, But if I don't have a morning routine, I can start to get cranky. I can be like, you know, not a so nice mom to be around. And so I start no matter what my day is, I do start my day with a, a morning routine where I get up and before I check emails, before I check Instagram or Facebook or any other plat- social media platforms, I and believe me, that's the first thing I want to do. I'm like, it's <laughs> the first thing I want to do, but I don't. Instead, I have a, an easy quick meditation. Sometimes it's a little longer than others. I read, I have about three books I read from. Um, I do an affirmation and then I start my day. And if I don't do that as a way of grounding um, and in my journal, and I have a downloadable journal for others because I talk so much about the importance of writing things out to clear your mind and just to, um, to do a list of what I'm grateful for. So I have a downloadable journal on my website just so people can get in the practice of getting in a routine of, and if you're not a morning person, I know some people aren't a morning, morning people, but I am. And I think it's a good way to start my day. But I also, at the end of the day, I, you know, end my day with, I get in bed with my daughter and we, I ask her, what are you grateful for? What was the best thing that happened to you today? Because it's easy to get in that mode of, you know, I wake up every day and I'm hurting and I could easily go down that road of, oh, it's so hard and just focus on my pain and focus on, you know, let those, those, that negative mindset or the doubts creep in. So the minute that I just focus on shifting my perspective and focus, focusing on the good, it starts my day off better. And I think there's always something to be grateful for, but it's not always easy. You know, people think, Oh, I'm just so grateful. But some days you have to kind of search for what it is like when you're in a lot of pain or things just seem to be really hard. Maybe it's that you're grateful that you're still breathing or you're grateful that you, you know, my dad called me the other day and he was like, you know, life is so hard. And, um, you know, my, and he's going to kill me when he hears this podcast, but I said, dad, you should be grateful that you're coherent that you're out of the hospital, that you're breathing, just whatever you can do to shift your perspective, you know, and it's sometimes small and it's sometimes big. Sometimes my shift in perspective is that, yeah, my, my pain might be an eight today, but I know that yesterday it was a six. And so I know that it can get back to a six and maybe it'll get to a three. So I think it's just a really, that mindset is everything. Exactly. I so agree. And I also like to ask my guests, like when you, if you could go back to, you know, that day when you started your journey, but for you, you didn't know you were going to start this whole new journey because of what had happened. But mm-hmm. go back to those moments um, when you're recovering, when you're doing all that physical therapy and it's like, 
torture. It hurts so bad. And everything. What, what did you tell yourself? What I asked them is like, what um, would you tell your younger self before now you know where you are? What would you tell yourself then? So what did you tell yourself to get out of that and to move forward and to grow and, you know, yeah. Choose well, I had, um, when I was writing my book, my editor brought the book back to me and he had added some stuff in there and I said, well, I didn't write this part. Why did you add this in? He goes, well, you didn't write about being angry. And I said, well, I wasn't angry. Mm-hmm. He goes, you mean to tell me a man hit you with an SUV, changed your whole life. You live in pain and you're not angry at him. I said, he goes, you had to be angry in the hospital. And I said, well, I didn't have time to be angry. I was just focusing on what I could do to get better every single day. I said, so yeah, I look down now at my leg and sometimes I'm angry. But back then, every day, I I mean, I went into a place where I thought I I was, I, I thought there's a fork in the road. I can either go down this dark path and live in that self pity, or I can choose to focus on where I am, what I'm grateful for and what I can do. And so I, I had a little journal that somebody had brought me in the hospital and I've always been big on journaling. And at the time I didn't know that this was going to be like something that would really get me out of that darkness. But I started writing down everything that I was grateful for. And that meant writing down things that people brought me in the hospital, whether it was food or, mm-hmm. um, you know, the journal or, you know, clean pajamas to wear, whatever that was, I would write that down. But also, you know, there were times when I couldn't even move my leg for months at a time. There were times when I couldn't stand. So when I could finally stand, I would just focus on taking those baby steps. Mm -hmm. If I were to think about, I need to walk again, I, it would have been too much to process. So I had to break it down into small baby steps where, okay, today I am just going to stand up for 10 seconds Mm -hmm. and tomorrow I'm going to stand up for 15 seconds. And then I would go, then maybe I can walk on crutches. You know, it was baby stepping it all the way. I think it's so important to celebrate these small victories along the way. Um, and it's something that I share with my, my clients, whether I'm training or coaching is if I have a client that comes to me and say, you know, I want, I want to lose 50 pounds. I don't focus on the 50 pounds. I focus on one pound at a time. If I have somebody that I'm coaching, they're like, well, I want to be a speaker like you. I want to speak to audiences like you in front of 3000 audience. I saw you speak in front of 3000 people. That's what I want to do. I'm like, well, I, it took me three years to get to that point. I started speaking and was speaking for free at little coffee shops, at rotary clubs, at, um, at meetings, at provisors groups, at anybody that would listen to me. I was speaking. I and, and, you have to start somewhere and you have to start baby steps and you have to do one thing at a time, one step at a time every single day. And you have to be really willing to do it every single day Um, because nobody's going to do it for you. And you know, whether it's losing weight, whether it's shifting your, your mindset, it's something every single day you have to do. It's whether you want to shift your job or change your job. It's something every single day that you have to take an action step towards making that goal happen. 
That's so huge, Amberly. Thank you for sharing that. How inspiring. I mean, oh, thank you. That, that's great advice for anyone going through anything. We can all just take it one step at a time, baby steps, and celebrate those small victories because sometimes we're not going to get to point B tomorrow. So mm-hmm. we have to work at it and keep on pushing on because no one else can do it for you, like you said. So that is so awesome. Are there any last words that you have for my people? I mean, this has been incredible. So Oh, thank you. Do you have anything else you wanted to share? Oh, well, I just think, you know, um, for me, I was told, you know, so many things that, you know, I would never walk again, that I would never run again, that I was going to be permanently disabled. Um, I was, you know, told, oh, how are you going to write a book? You don't even have a college education. Um, What are you going to do now? You can't be a trainer. And so I had a lot of people that were doubting me and I doubted myself enough without having others doubt me. But I think it's so important to start with some daily affirmations to, to, to really start to believe in yourself and surround yourself with people that believe in you and believe in your dreams. And I think with grit and with some grace, you can have the life that you have always imagined. Even if your circumstances have narrowed your possibilities, there is always a way. That's so awesome. So yeah, just never give up on your dreams because look, if I can do it, you can most certainly do it. (laughs) That's so great. And that's so awesome because we're able to do whatever, we're able to do more than we think we are capable of. And if we don't chase our dreams, then someone else will have to chase it for us because then it has to be accomplished, right? We're put here on purpose on this earth and we all have a purpose. And so why not chase them? Like why discourage yourself and get yourself down when it was given to you? Like it's a precious vision and a precious dream that we have to take care of and be good stewards over. So we should run after Mm -hmm. it with it you know, like you're saying. So that's awesome, Amberly. Thank you so much for all of your wonderful words today and for your time. Oh, thank you. And thanks for letting me share with your audience. Absolutely. And it's so good to see you. I know you too. Love you so <laughs> much. And I hope we can see you again soon in person when you're not so traveling. Oh, love you and your family. Please tell them I said hello. Well, Amberly, thank you so much. Have a Thanks for having me. Of course. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Best Day Ever podcast. Check out the show notes for this episode and all others at carlyhartman.com forward slash podcast. We can't wait to see you next time. Have the best day ever.